the Bible Study Podcast, episode 270. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with part four on a study of the kingdom of God. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This is part four in the study of the kingdom of God. We've looked at there being different kingdoms. We've looked at the authority of Jesus. We're going to go back and look at another verse in Mark that we skipped over last week. And this is Mark chapter 9, verse 47. And this is one of those difficult sayings of Jesus. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. And I say that's Mark 9 verses 42 through 48. These aren't difficult sayings. I had someone ask me in the Bible study that I teach at Juvenile Hall, did the Bible really mean this? Did Jesus really mean this as he says this? And I think he does. I think he is really trying to say, honestly, if your hand causes you to stumble, it is better. I mean, which of these things is better? Is it better to be one-handed in heaven or two-handed in hell? And it's a difficult choice. Have you read the autobiography or seen the movie Between a Rock and a Hard Place? The film is 127 hours. It's the story of Aaron Ralston, and Aaron Ralston was a cannoneer who was out doing boulders, dislodged a boulder. It fell on his arm, and he was pinned there for five days and seven hours, and he finally came to the realization that if he was going to survive, he needed to cut off his own arm. He needed to amputate his own arm to live, to get out of the situation, that no one was going to find him. We look at that movie or we read that book and we go, there is a very difficult choice. There's a situation I never want to find myself in. But we look at this response as a logical or heroic response. Because it didn't make sense for him to say, I want to preserve my arm and die. And this is the same thing that Jesus is talking about. If there's something that is keeping us from the kingdom of God, if there's something that is holding us back, that is dragging us down to hell, and this is one of those few verses in the Bible where Jesus uses a very vivid definition of hell. Jesus is not a fire and brimstone preacher, as you may think, or at least he doesn't spend a lot of time talking about that. He does spend some time talking about it. And this is one of those opportunities. And he says, if there's something that is dragging you down to hell, give it up. doesn't matter how precious it is. My two arms are precious to me. My two eyes, my two feet are very precious to me. Now, on the other hand, is it likely that your hand really caused you to sin? Is it likely that your hand is really keeping you out of the kingdom of God? And I don't think that that's usually going to be the case. I don't think that there's ever been a successful defense of someone who was caught shoplifting who said, I had no choice. It was my hand. I didn't really mean to go where I went, but it was my foot. 
I didn't really mean to see what I saw, but it was my eye's fault. And so he is using this somewhat absurd language. He's going over the top to say, this is how important it is to you. It's like Aaron Ralston. It's like the climber who is trapped by something that is keeping him from life. And it might be a difficult choice. It might be a relationship. It might be a habit. It might be a career. It might be who knows what it is that is holding us down. It might be an addiction. He's saying there is nothing more important than entering into the kingdom of God. And that sometimes that requires difficult choices. It requires that same choice that a rock climber had to make after 127 hours, live or die. Live with one hand or die with two. Die with that relationship, die with that habit, die with that addiction, or live. And so this is one of those verses that tells us that the kingdom of God is important. It is more important than anything, more important than anything else, and that sometimes it means giving up something else, in fact, possibly something that we hold dear. Moving on to Mark 12, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Then Jesus saw he had answered wisely. He said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Now, we have to put this in context. In Mark 12, Jesus has just been asked two different questions by the Pharisees first and the Sadducees in attempt to try and trap him, to get him in trouble, to separate him from the crowds so that they can do away with him. The first one was the question about paying taxes. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? And he asks for a coin and he says, whose image is on it? They say Caesar's. He says, give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God's. They were hoping that he would either say, yes, it's lawful to pay taxes and have the crowds be angry with him, or know it is not lawful to be angry, and have the Romans do away with him. He found this ground they were not expecting. And so now the Pharisees are quiet. And then the Sadducees come up with this question. The Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection, so they come up with this question of, in the Levitical law, it says that if a man dies, that his brother should marry his wife so that she's taken care of. And so they come up with this question, well, this widow dies and there are seven brothers and each of the one dies in turn. And, and now she's married each one of all the seven at the resurrection. Whose wife is she? And he says, you're understanding it is wrong because in the resurrection, there'll be neither uh, marriage nor given in marriage. And then he gives them another question. How is it? Have you not read in the book of Moses in the account of the burning bush? God said to him, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob and the God of Isaac. He is not the God of the dead, but the living. You are badly mistaken. And so now the Sadducees are quiet. And then we get this third guy who comes up. And the interesting thing is he comes up to Jesus and asks him a question. Why? The first two questions were asked of Jesus 
to trick him, asked of Jesus to trap him in something that would get him in trouble or trap his logic or whatever. But this teacher comes up, teacher of the law again, and says he heard Jesus give them a good answer. And because Jesus is giving good answers, he wants an answer to this question. What's the greatest of the commandments? And Jesus says, the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and your neighbor is yourself. And the teacher responds enthusiastically, you got it right, Jesus. That's absolutely right. It's more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And this is something that is coming out of the Old Testament. This is a teacher who knows his Bible, the Old Testament at that point. And Jesus responds to him and says, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And silences all the other questions. So it's interesting because we get the first two questions to trap him. And this third question seems like really wanting to know what Jesus thinks. And really celebrating the fact that Jesus got this question right. Versus the first two who were frustrated by the Jesus getting the question right. And so, first of all, we have a motivational thing. This guy is looking for the truth, right? He's out there not trying to trap Jesus, but he's out there trying to find the truth. Is this Jesus the truth? Let's see how he does on this question, the most important question. What's important? Where are our priorities? Where should they be? And Jesus answers it correctly, God and then others. That's great, Jesus. That's great, Jesus. That's the, that's the right answer, and he's enthusiastic. And Jesus says, not far from the kingdom of God. Now, I think there are two things going on here. One is, it's the attitude and the direction that this man is heading. He is heading towards God. He's looking for truth. He's looking for God. And I think in that sense, he's heading in the right direction. He's not far from the kingdom of God. But I also think it's not unrelated to the question itself. What are the most important things? Thinking of God first, putting God first, and then putting others second. And I think that too, that attitude, that way of behaving is also on the road to the kingdom of God. Because that's the rules in God's kingdom. That's really what the question is, right? Is if I go to that kingdom that you're talking about, the kingdom of God, can you tell me what the laws are there? Can you tell me what the rules are? What's it most important that I do? If you said, you know, I want to immigrate to the United States, what are the most important rules? We might hand you the Bill of Rights. We might say that these are the most important things. These are the things that we hold most treasured. And therefore, if you value these things, come on over. And if you think these things are ridiculous, this is not the place for you. Similarly, this man is saying, in the kingdom of God, over there where you're talking about Jesus, what's the most important thing? God, and then others. And that's the law of the land in the kingdom of God. And the man understands that all of the other things, all the burnt offerings and sacrifices, all of the ceremonies, which were important, they were put in place by God. All of those things are less important, not unimportant, but they're less important than the heart of the matter, which is where is our heart. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave your comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And if you like the Bible Study Podcast, please go into iTunes and leave a five-star review so that others can find it. And thanks so much for listening.
Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.